Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's Tuesday. A shocking scene on the field during Monday Night Football. A young player collapsing word overnight on his condition. It is January 3rd, and this is today. Breaking overnight, the Bills' DeMar Hamlin in critical condition after going into cardiac arrest just moments after making a tackle. Both teams surrounding him, players and fans in tears as CPR was performed near midfield. America right now is concerned about one thing the health and safety of this young man. Hamlin rushed to the hospital. The game eventually postponed. This morning, new details on what happened, the 24-year-old's condition, and the outpouring of support. We'll talk live to one of the Bills' announcers who was right there. Storm alert. Tens of millions from coast to coast bracing for more severe weather after powerful tornadoes hammer the south. One damaging a high school with students still inside. Awnings begin to blow away. Uh, flagpole blows over. Across the Midwest, a dangerous mix of snow and ice. And out west, cities preparing for more potentially historic flooding. Your full forecast straight ahead. Drama on Capitol Hill. The new Congress being sworn in today. Republicans taking control of the House with leader Kevin McCarthy still scrambling for enough support to become speaker. There's nothing he's done to earn my vote. This entire exercise is about weakening the speaker. So how will this all play out? We're live in Washington. Murder mystery. The man accused of killing four college students in Idaho set to appear in court today. What we expect to learn about the case as his attorney joins us for an exclusive live interview. Those stories plus lucky to be alive. Actor Jeremy Renner in intensive care after multiple surgeries following the star's snow plowing accident. Just ahead, the very latest on his condition. And jackpot fever. Tonight's Mega Millions drawing worth nearly $800 million. With people dreaming of starting the new year in a shiny new way. Today, Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. From NBC News. This is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. Uh, good to see you. It's a Tuesday morning. So happy you're with us. Happy to be back in Studio 1A with you after some time off. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know. It was yeah. nice to have a break, but yeah. we've got a lot to get yeah. to this morning. And everyone is talking about what happened on Monday Night Football last night and worrying about Buffalo Bills player Damar Hanlon. He was 24 years old and collapsed on the field. This happened during that highly anticipated Monday Night matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills overnight, they're saying that his heart stopped. Doctors attempted to revive him. They performed CPR. That was for approximately 10 minutes. And then Hamlin was rushed to the hospital where he remains in critical condition this morning. And there is one powerful image standing out Mm. players forming a human wall around him, giving their friend and teammate as much privacy as they could in that moment. Yeah, we're going to have complete coverage. We're going to start with NBC's Maggie Vespa. She's right outside of the trauma center where Hamlin is being treated at this hour. Hey, Maggie, good morning. 
Hey, Hoda, Savannah, good morning. Up in the rainy Cincinnati, as you can see. And as you said, Damar Hamlin, uh, we're told sedated and in critical condition inside this hospital after that incredibly scary episode last night. Players on both sides, on both teams, as you pointed out, openly weeping and consoling each other as medical personnel work to save Hamlin's life. Fans in the stands and watching at home stunned by what they were seeing. The NFL taking the rare move of postponing the game after Hamlin was taken off the field in an ambulance. It seemed like a routine play. Buffalo Bills second-year safety DeMar Hamlin tackling Cincinnati wide receiver T. Higgins in the first quarter of Monday night's game. After the hard hit, Hamlin quickly jumped to his feet, but suddenly his body went limp and the 24-year-old collapsed to the ground. The chilling incident shocking players and fans who watched it unfold live on Monday Night Football. An ambulance was rushed onto the field where, for at least 10 minutes, medics administered CPR to the young player. Overnight, the bill saying Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest and his heartbeat was restored on the field. Players from both teams knelt together in prayer, the gravity of the situation displayed on their faces. Some players crying, including Bill's star quarterback, Josh Allen. Nobody's concerned about football right now all the way around. America right now is concerned about one thing, the health and safety of this young man. Fans at Paycor Stadium silent during the ordeal, later applauding as Hamlin was placed on a stretcher and driven off the field. Both teams headed back to the locker rooms and shortly after, the NFL postponed the game. The league later releasing a statement that read, in part, Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then rushed to a local hospital where he is in critical condition. We got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. Hamlin seen hugging his mother here in a game earlier this season. The focus of well wishes from players and fans overnight, including T. Higgins, who collided with Hamlin before he collapsed, writing, My prayers and thoughts go out to DeMar Hamlin and the Hamlin family. I'm praying that you pull through, bro. Love. Many fans also showing support overnight, donating to a charity Hamlin created to buy toys for children in need. His initial goal, $2,500, has already topped more than $3 million. And again, what we know overnight is that DeMar Hamlin, according to the Buffalo Bills, is in critical condition and sedated inside this hospital. For those also, at the same time, kind of wondering about the game, that has yet to be rescheduled. The NFL telling reporters in a call overnight just at this point, that is far from their focus. Because, of course, this tragedy is just a very real reminder of the risks and dangers these players face every time they step on the field. All right, Maggie Vespa for us. Maggie, thank you. We want to turn now to NBC's a senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres. Dr. Torres, the Bills have confirmed it was cardiac arrest following that hit mm-hmm. on the field. What do you make of what may have happened here? And Savannah, we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know exactly his health condition prior to this, but assuming he's a healthy athlete like most of them are in the NFL, the one condition a lot of experts are looking at is something called commotio cordis. That's Latin for agitation of the heart. And essentially what happens is when the heart gets hit, you get hit over the chest with a certain amount of energy at a very specific time in the heart cycle. When the electricity is flowing from one side of the heart to the other, from top to bottom, then that can trigger this cardiac arrest. And this is a very rare occurrence since 
1995, around the mid-90s, there's only been 200 cases of this in the United States, but it can be a lethal condition like we're seeing here happening. You know, getting CPR there, that timing of getting it there is extremely important. So having CPR on hand, having those defibrillators on hand is what saved his life. Yeah, I mean, we keep talking about what's going to happen with him. The next 24 hours is especially critical. He is in critical condition. How important is this time right now? This time is extremely important. The most important time was right after that hit occurred when he fell. He got aid out there. They came out, the paramedics, the staff came out within 10 seconds. They were there immediately helping him, starting CPR, which is important. You want to start that within two minutes. They had defibrillators on hand. I'm sure they used those during CPR to try and get him resuscitated. Then getting to the hospital, this treatment here, what's going on at the hospital to get his heart back to shape and get him back to shape is the important part. We'll know in the next 24 hours or so how he's going to do our Fingers are crossed, our prayers are out there that he does well and he gets back to what he wants to do, playing football, which is possible, but more importantly, that he gets back to a normal life. Absolutely, Dr. Torres, thank you. All right, joining us now is Eric Wood. He's a former player with Buffalo. He was actually at the stadium right there calling the game for the Bills radio network. Eric, uh, good morning. It was really tough to watch on television. I was trying to imagine what it felt like in the stadium. You were there. Tell us what you saw. It was unbelievable. This stadium went from maybe the loudest, most electric stadium I've ever been in. There was so much anticipation for this game to just complete silence. And, you know, guys stay down on the NFL all the time with injury. But from the moment that DeMar hit the turf, it just seemed like something was different. This situation was a lot more severe than normal. And a lot of that was based upon the players' reactions. And for an NFL player, we understand that there's a certain amount of risk when we step on a football field. But to see a man performed CPR for over almost 10 minutes uh, on one of your teammates just had this team, this organization just completely shook. I thought the same thing, Eric, that really the most astonishing part of it was the look on the other players' faces. They, mm-hmm. It was written all over their faces that they were just completely dismayed. And as you mentioned, a former player yourself, you guys are used to seeing tough hits out on the field. What was it, do you think, about what they saw that so disturbed them? You know, this is just so rare. It's it's fairly unprecedented in the NFL. The, performing CPR is so much different than most of the knee uh, investigations, the examinations that they'll do on the field. We're used to seeing that kind of thing. We're not used to seeing what the Bills saw last night in the reactions from both teams was just absolutely disturbing. It brought a, just a, a different human element to a, a game that we often see these guys as fantasy football players and there are favorite celebrities uh, in a lot of cases in many of these towns but last night it brought a different human element to it you know you've uh, played for the team you've covered the team you know demar uh, we don't know demar tell us what kind of a guy he is yeah i actually got to cover him for espn in college as well when i spoke to his coach uh, pat narduzzi in college at the university of pittsburgh they had guys that were going to be drafted higher in the nfl draft but he could not stop talking about how demar hamlin was the best pro that they had in the building just an absolutely special young man and the bills targeted him in the draft because they wanted a guy like him in the organization he's been nothing but a first class model citizen from the second he walked into buffalo and it's um Regardless, it's it's just such a, a, a terrible situation. Yeah. Well, Eric, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your perspective. And, yeah. of course, uh, our thoughts and prayers with the family, yes. uh, with the Bills organization, and with all the fans there. Yeah, we are really pulling for mm-hmm. him.
We will turn now to this dangerous weather wreaking havoc across the country. In the south, we're watching an ongoing threat of severe storms after a tornado damaged buildings and a school that happened in Arkansas. And a post-holiday storm that's triggered historic flooding in Northern California, well, that is now on the move and threatening millions in the Midwest. Dylan's keeping a close eye on all of it. But first, let's get to NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer. He's in hard-hit Duarte, California this morning. Miguel, good morning. Savannah, good morning. Here in California, we are finally getting a much-needed break from all of the rain, but it won't last long. Here, just outside of Los Angeles, this community has set up these massive barriers behind me to stop the mud flow from reaching the other side of the street where there's neighborhoods. There's more rain on the way here. Meantime, across the south, it was another morning of wicked winter weather. The suspected tornadoes touched down just before dark in Louisiana and Arkansas. My phone rang and it was my niece screaming that Ani's house had been destroyed. Carving a path of destruction that splintered homes, businesses and schools while nearly taking lives. High winds, things begin to, awnings begin to blow away, a flagpole blows over and students and staff begin moving to the safe room. With 22 million people at risk for severe weather from Texas to Kentucky overnight, lightning crackling across the sky in East Texas amid heavy rain. The same storm system fueling southern severe weather first delivered a devastating deluge to California. These dramatic rescues unfolding over the New Year's holiday as fast rising floodwaters left dozens trapped in cars near Sacramento. This woman thanking rescue teams just after her vehicle was submerged. Thank you very much. If it wasn't for you guys, we'd be in a lot of trouble. And don't do nothing stupid like I did. With at least one death confirmed near California's capital, authorities are bracing for more. This is the most significant flooding I've seen in this area in those 21 years. This morning, one powerful storm uprooting lives in multiple states. As the South cleans up today, California is expecting two more atmospheric rivers. While they won't be as powerful, this area just cannot take any more water. The ground is completely saturated, and we should have several inches of rain still on the way. Savannah. All right, Miguel Almaguer, thank you. 713, we're going to say good morning to Dylan. You've got the latest on what to expect. Big story. Big story as the storm that hit California is moving eastward now. And then a second storm is going, or a third, fourth, almost fifth storm at this point is going to hit California tomorrow. But for right now, we're bringing uh, really heavy rain and tornado watches and even some tornado warnings in parts of the Ohio River Valley moving into the south as well. This is round one. Round two is going to kick in later on this afternoon where we do have this threat across Mississippi into central and southern Alabama where tornadoes are possible along with wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour. Tomorrow that threat will move into Georgia and the panhandle of Florida. We also have significant amounts of water falling from uh, these storm systems. So we can see rainfall rates of about one to two inches per hour. Because of that, we have flash flood watches and warnings in effect right now, but also down into parts of the southeast. That's where we're going to see uh, the risk as we go into this afternoon with multiple rounds of rain. We could see as much as four to five inches of rain, especially down into Alabama and Georgia as we go into this afternoon. All right, Dylan, thank you. Uh, we get to say good morning and happy new year to Craig. Hi, Craig. Good morning new and happy year. new year. Hello, Savannah. Good to see both of you and good to see you as well. At the Vatican this morning, thousands of mourners are once again paying their respects to Pope Emeritus Benedict. He is lying in state ahead of his funeral on Thursday. NBC's Molly Hunter is at the Vatican Forest this morning. Molly, good morning to you. 
Craig, good morning to you. And just behind me, there is a constant flow of people, thousands of people heading inside to St. Peter's Basilica. The faithful, the curious, tourists, and people that have traveled hours and hours to say their final goodbyes. Now, the body of Pope Benedict XVI will lie in state inside St. Peter's Basilica today and tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, yesterday, 65,000 people filed silently past. Today by noon, 25,000 far bigger crowds than were originally expected. Now, Thursday morning, Pope Francis will preside over the funeral of his predecessor right here in St. Peter's Square. First time in 600 years that has happened, and it is expected to be simple. As were Benedict's wishes, we can assume that Benedict would have had a hand in planning this. Now, Craig, also this morning, we are learning where Benedict will be laid to rest in the same Vatican crypt underneath St. Peter's Basilica as Pope John Paul II was originally buried. Craig? Wow. All right. Molly Hunter for us at the Vatican. Molly, thank you. It's an important day in Washington. The new Congress is being sworn in. And while Republicans will regain control of the House officially today, it is not clear whether the party's current leader, Kevin McCarthy, will have enough votes to claim the speaker's gavel. And it's coming down to the wire. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Hake joins us with a closer look. Garrett, it's that rare thing in Washington. There's real suspense here. There really is, Savannah, and good morning. By the end of the day today, Congress is either going to make Kevin McCarthy their speaker or they're going to make history. If McCarthy doesn't get the votes he needs to become speaker on the first vote around noon today, it'd be the first time a speaker's vote went beyond the first ballot in 100 years. But Republicans' slim majority makes this whole thing challenging. You see, there's a small group of far-right Republicans, some who just don't like McCarthy, and others who want rules changes like making it easier to oust and replace a speaker later. They're pledging not to vote for McCarthy ever. Right now, they appear to have the votes to block him, at least on that first vote. But McCarthy, who's got the support of the vast majority of Republicans, including many prominent conservatives and former President Trump, is pledging to stay in this fight as long as it takes to win. And Savannah, the Constitution says that the House can't do anything else, anything, until they elect a speaker. No votes on bills, no committee meetings, nothing. So this could be setting up to be a very long day here on Capitol Hill. All right, Garrett, we'll see what happens today. Thank you very much. All right, seven. 17. Let's turn to Miss Dylan Dreyer and say Happy New Year. That's happy right. New Year. Happy Dylan. birthday. Hi, That's right. That's right. Everything. Oh my yes, gosh. So much. A lot going well, on. Well, Dylan, you you've been holding it down this whole yeah. time. Yeah. And the weather's been busy, too. I mean, look at how colorful this map is. We've got snow showers across the Rockies. More wet weather will make its way into the Pacific Northwest, although tomorrow will be a better chance of more heavy rain. Snow and ice on the northern side of this storm system across the upper Midwest. Record high temperatures out ahead of this storm system with highs in the 60s and 70s. And again, we are watching for severe storms to develop this afternoon, especially down through western Kentucky into Mississippi, Alabama, uh, even Louisiana. We'll see some of those stronger storms today, too. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Coming up, the accused Idaho murderer set to appear in a Pennsylvania courtroom today. What we could learn about this still mysterious case. And just ahead, our exclusive live interview with his attorney. Plus, we are hearing from Marvel star Jeremy Renner's family following his devastating snow plowing accident on New Year's Day inside that dramatic rescue that may have saved his life and Renner's long road to recovery. But first, this is Today on NBC. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? 
click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have some great news to yes. share this morning. Al is coming back yes. to the show. And everyone's like, when, when? Well, we have our day. He'll be here Friday. He'll be right here in Studio 1A. Uh, this is his place. Yes. He'll be in his seat right where he belongs. Uh, I cannot wait for that. Can you believe it? we'll be it? back together. Yeah. yeah, not the same without Al. Yeah. Our sunshine is yeah. coming back Friday yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to your headline. 7.30 now. And a man suspected of attacking three New York City police officers with a machete on New Year's Eve has been charged now with two counts of attempted murder. The attack happened just outside a high-security checkpoint near Times Square. Police say the suspect is 19-year-old Trevor Bickford. They say he struck the officers with the machete before police shot him in the shoulder and then took him into custody. The three officers were hospitalized, later discharged. Law enforcement sources say that attack may have been motivated by Islamic extremism. Soccer icon Pele will be laid to rest today during a private ceremony in Brazil. Tens of thousands of people lined up at the Villa Belmiro Stadium in the city of Santos yesterday to pay their final respects. The 24-hour wake is still going this morning on the field where Pele's professional playing career began as a teenager. Pele died last week at the age of 82. He was battling colon cancer. He was known all around the world as one of the best ever to play the game. And folks, here we go again. The Mega Millions jackpot is climbing and the excitement is once again building across the country. Here's where it stands right now. A whopping $785 million. That makes it the fourth largest jackpot in Mega Millions history. And it comes less than two months after someone in California hit that Powerball jackpot that was worth over $2 billion. The drawing is tonight, so that means there is still plenty of time if you are so inclined to go out and get some tickets. All right. Uh, Also ahead this morning, we have new developments on a story we've been following very closely. The suspect in that quadruple murder in Idaho is expected in court just a few hours from now. And in a moment, we're going to talk exclusively with the attorney who represents him. But first, NBC's Stephanie Gosk is at the courthouse in Pennsylvania. Stephanie, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. 28-year-old Brian Koberger grew up in this part of eastern Pennsylvania. He was arrested in his parents' home. He's going to be here at this county courthouse later on this afternoon facing first-degree murder charges. His attorney says the hearing could be pretty quick, maybe just 15 minutes long. He is not fighting extradition. He could be on a plane back to Idaho as early as tonight. Hours from now, Brian Koberger is set to appear in this Pennsylvania courthouse clearing the way for him to return west, where his lawyer says he believes he'll be exonerated. The victim's family's anxious to come face to face with the man accused of murdering their loved ones. Kaylee Gonzalez's father stealing himself for the legal battle ahead. 
I want him to be sick of seeing us and sick of knowing that these people won't let it go. But as for any possible connection between his daughter and Brian Koberger... I've never heard of uh, anybody with that name. It was not on my radar at all. The lawyer for the Gonzalez family adding that they're working with investigators to uncover any ties. Koberger's parents say they're fully cooperating with law enforcement. Koberger's father drove cross-country with him in December. The father and son pulled over by police twice. I just know that they were pulled over in Indiana uh, almost back to back. I believe once for speeding and once for falling too closely to a car in front of them. Details of Koberger's graduate work now slowly being revealed. He apparently posted a message looking for volunteers for a research project to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decision-making while committing a crime, the post uncovered by Internet sleuths. DeSales University, where Koberger earned a master's degree in 2022, confirmed the email address listed on the Reddit post belonged to the suspect when he was a student. Koberger then went on to pursue his Ph.D. in criminology at Washington State University just miles from the off-campus house where those four University of Idaho students, Kaylee Gonzalez, Maddie Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin, were stabbed to death on November 13th. Gonzalez's father hoping for answers as the suspect prepares for his day in court. Our next mission is really to find justice and, and make sure that we have a closing chapter that meets the expectations of all the families. Little is known about the evidence that led to his arrest, although NBC News has learned from two law enforcement officials that forensic genealogy played a role. That's the DNA of his extended family. But beyond that, we don't know much more. And the motive at this point remains a mystery, Savannah. Stephanie, thank you very much. With Jason Labar is the public defender representing Brian Koberger at today's hearing. He has visited his client four times since his arrest. Uh, Mr. Labar, good morning to you. You have a busy day ahead of you. First of all, just quickly, what do you expect to happen today at the hearing? I expect Brian to be brought into courtroom one, and he's likely to sign the extradition paperwork. And You've, you've visited with him several times. You've made a point to say you have not talked to him or tried to talk to him about the substance of the charges against him. What has his demeanor been like? What has his mood? What have you observed from those in multiple interactions in the last few days? He's being very calm. He's very aware. He understands the proceedings. I did discuss with him what to expect in the upcoming days on his transport, uh, as well as what to expect when he actually returns to Idaho and is likely in front of a, a magistrate or a judge there. I recognize you're being careful because you're handling this procedural matter. You're not the person who will be defending him at trial, presumably. But, but has he reacted to the charges at all? One can imagine being accused of something like this and saying, wait, how did, where did this come from? How, why are they coming after me? Have you seen any kind of that behavior from him? It, it is a little out of character. He, he said, I mean, this is not him. Uh, he believes he's going to be exonerated. Uh, that's what he believes. Those were his words. So he's really been uh, very easy to talk to, actually. Uh, and he's in a calm demeanor, like I stated. What about his family? The, the, the mother and father, the sister, they put out a statement. Um, how, what do they say about the charges against him and, and how they make what they make of this in terms of the, of the person that they know? Uh, they don't believe it to be uh, Brian. They can't believe this. They're obviously shocked 
this is certainly completely out of character, uh, the allegations, and really they're just trying to be supportive with the understanding uh, these four families have suffered loss, uh, so that they're sympathetic towards that, and that's why it should remain really private, uh, and they don't want to try this case in the court of public opinion, and without knowing the facts and evidence as of right now, they don't really want to comment on things. His father drove him from Washington State at the holidays back to Pennsylvania. I understand that was a, a plan that had been in the works for, for some time. They were also stopped by police a couple of times on the way, I think, for traffic, minor traffic violations. Do you believe that to be part of this larger investigation or is that just a, a, a random coincidence? I believe it to be a random coincidence. Uh, I don't disbelieve that Brian and Michael Koberger would have uh, made that story up. There's no reason they have been fully cooperative when they did speak with police and authorities. Uh, I know there's some reports that there's no uh, actual evidence that they were stopped in Indiana, but Mr. Koberger, Michael, uh, had definitely said that they were stopped twice in Indiana back to back. All right, Jason Labar, I know it's a busy day before you. Uh, thank you for being with us this morning. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Uh, still ahead, tennis legend Martina Navratilova revealing she's been diagnosed with two forms of cancer facing the news with her signature fighting spirit. We'll have her story in her own words just ahead. First, though, the outpouring of support for Oscar-nominated star Jeremy Renner as we learn more about his condition after the snowplowing accident that nearly took his life. We'll have that for you right after this. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted. Where I felt adventures pulse with every step. And where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. We are back. Carson is here, and we've got an update this morning on Oscar-nominated actor and Marvel star Jeremy Renner. Yeah, this morning he is in intensive care after undergoing surgery following a New Year's Day snowplowing accident. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin joins us now with the very latest on this from Los Angeles. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys. Family and friends are continuing to rally around the actor as he remains hospitalized. And this morning, we're learning more about Renner's rescue from the scene of the accident. The snow so deep, dispatchers weren't sure if the emergency flight would be able to reach him. This morning, video obtained by TMZ appears to show the aftermath of Jeremy Renner's New Year's Day snowplow accident. A helicopter airlifting the actor to a hospital near his home in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Uh, subject's currently breathing, care flights overhead. Now the two-time Oscar nominee is in the intensive care unit, in critical but stable condition after undergoing surgery, according to a statement released by his rep late Monday. 
His rep adding that on New Year's Day, Renner suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries, the result of a weather-related accident while plowing the snow. Authorities continue to investigate the incident, but say Renner was the only party involved. The region saw heavy snowfall over the holiday weekend, some areas buried in several feet of powder. Renner often shares images of his snow-covered ranch near the Lake Tahoe Ski Resort on the Nevada-California border, what he calls his happy place. Including videos that appear to show the 51-year-old operating a snowplow. Posting this just last week with the words, nearly done with sledding hill for the kids. While Renner has spent much of the past decade in starring roles on both the big and small screen, in his personal life, he's passionate about collecting, restoring trucks and large vehicles and spending time in nature. It's a beautiful morning walk. Now some of his famous friends are sending him well wishes online as the actor, best known for playing the Avengers Hawkeye, fights to get back on his feet. In a statement from Renner's rep, the family expressed their gratitude to the incredible doctors and nurses looking after him, as well as the multiple agencies who assisted in his rescue. They are tremendously overwhelmed and appreciative of the outpouring of love and support from his fans. Guys. Indeed. Wow. Our thoughts and best wishes with Jeremy Renner this morning. Thank you, Aaron. Absolutely. Let's get a check of the weather. They did get so much snow. There's so much snow. And, and it's Northwest. just been a series of storms making their way on shore. In fact, we're already watching the next one as it's out over the Pacific. That's going to make its way on shore and bring the next round of rain along the coast. Flooding rain, a possibility, and also more mountain snow. So it is still pretty far away. So I think it's more of a Wednesday storm that we're going to see hit California and then eventually move eastward. Uh, in some of the valleys, we could end up with about two to four inches of rain. Again, the ground is really saturated at this point. So when you add three to five inches of rain, that could lead obviously to some flooding. We also have the last storm that impacted California now moving into the eastern third of the country where we do have severe storms possible down south. Record high temperatures out ahead of it, but very cold behind it where snow and ice is a possibility back through Minnesota in the parts of uh, the Dakotas too. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, coming up next, we're going to take a look back at the trailblazing life and career of a woman who meant so much to so many, especially here at Today. We're going to remember the legendary Barbara Walters. But first, these messages. I must ask you the question that most Americans want to know about you. Are you happy? I suppose I have a certain peace of mind, yes. I doubt your question. You certainly have. Times have changed. This program has changed. Women in television today no longer have to begin as I did. And I'm happy for whatever small contribution I've made towards this change. Here, here. We are back remembering Barbara Walters with a, just a small sampling of some of the many unforgettable moments in that legendary career. Oh, there were so many from newsmakers to presidents to celebrities. Barbara always scored the big get, the interview, the person everybody wanted to hear from. And of course, you guys know she was the very first female co-host of today. Walters always said her greatest accomplishment was helping open the door for other women in journalism. I love how she said, if I made a small, a, a small, oh. a small difference, she made all the difference. Oh, she did. I mean, yeah. we, you know, a few years back when she retired from yeah. ABC and The View, they invited newswomen, oh. past, yeah. present, That's future. A great picture. All, I just saw that on Instagram. It was an amazing moment. Hoda and I got to be there. But what she said was so touching. She said, all of you are my legacy. Yeah. Look at that. And I mean, it's really true. She 
busted down the door. And, you know, back in 1976, she was tapped to be the first woman to anchor the evening news. And Harry Reasoner, her co-anchor, yeah. did not like her was, and made no bones about it. They mm. made jokes about her on Carson. She said the thing that saved her whole life was those Barbara Walters specials because yeah. she got to show who she was. And imagine through all of that. And because of her, like... We get to yeah. see your life. Yeah. You're living proof of yeah. that. Right. Co-anchor. Yeah. Fruits of the yeah. labor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had to work hard for it. She's she was incredible. So yeah. just a moment to say we love you, Barbara. And thank do. you. Thank we you do. again. All right. Guys, coming up, get ready to mark your calendars. We're revealing a new list of the most anticipated movies and TV shows that you're going to want to watch in the upcoming year, 2023. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.